blessings. Be good people. Um, give me just one second. Let me get my stuff together. Hey, sis, I'm about to add you on. Or I did. Well, I did. Well, you have to ask, uh, request me, I think. what's going on you guys um peace and blessings thank you for tuning in i'm so excited for today's episode um this is one that is very near and dear to my heart and i have someone that is going to be coming on and sharing their enthusiasm about it as well and um Let's just go ahead and get started. You're looking beautiful, sis. Good morning. It's so good to see you. Look, yes, makeup. Come on, brows. Yes, yes. <laughs> I had to get. I said, let me let me do right and get up and spend this time. Yes. What you got on your eyelids? This is popping. Yes. So I have on my eyes the lip bar. Okay. I had um I'm I'm getting into, you know, promoting more black owned brands. So this the crayon case and the lip bar. And um also there is this young entrepreneur by the name of Lauren. Her name her the name of her company is called Two Bougie Beauty. So okay. Her lip gloss as well. So Yes. Come what on, black owned businesses. Let's go. I'm here for it. What about you? Oh, so I have on Juvia's palette on my eyes. Um, on my skin, I have um, Mariah Carey had a collection that came out with MAC. And she had this uh, loose shimmery powder. Hold on. I got it right here. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to just... Put a little some some get a little glow going this morning. <laughs> yes, and then lip gloss. Uh, popsicle dream. Peace. Good morning, Ebony speaks. Welcome. Hey. Thank you for everyone that's tuning in and that's going to be tuning in to watch the replay. We appreciate you so much. So. Today is another episode of Stop the Stigma, Change the Narrative, which is a podcast that I created to collaborate with uh, respected individuals to come on and tackle, you know, many topics under the umbrella of mental health. And I'm still celebrating my two-year anniversary. So, yes, this has been an, an, a journey that, you know, I have learned and grown so much and I'm still pushing forward. So um, I just want to thank you for coming on and, um, you know, collaborating with me again. 
Thank you for Yes. So uh, today we're going to be talking about four ways that makeup can boost your mental health. All right. Um, as you all know, mental health is something that is a, a passionate topic to me because of my experience that I've had, you know, with dealing with mental health challenges. I have dealt with postpartum depression and it was so bad to the point to where, you know, I was suicidal. I did not even want to be here anymore. So when I reached out to someone and I let it be known what it was that I was thinking about doing, that person, you know, was like, you just, you sound like you're depressed. This, this is not like you. And um, so since then, I acknowledged that about myself. And then I decided to take matters into my own hands. And my journey has been evolving so much since then. Um, and because of the knowledge and the confidence that I've grown from, you know, acknowledging that I was dealing with these challenges, it made me want to share with others, you know, the benefits of empowering yourself, believing in yourself and, you know, just trusting your path when it comes to your evolution. So um, I was then given the opportunity to be a Mary Kay consultant, which gave me access to multiple women. And, you know, in those times that I'm sharing with women, we share a lot of information. So um, that made me, you know, be passionate about dealing with women and speaking on, you know, my journey. Right. Today, where my company is called Persuaded Beauty, that celebrates, you know, um, the extensions of what I talk about and being able to celebrate women and their beauty. So, can you introduce yourself, Miss Candice, and tell everyone who you are, what, and why you're here? So my name's Candice and um, I have a brand called Emanate Beauty and my experience um, is similar in that I had firsthand experience with uh, mental health issues. Um, so trigger warning, I had um, some experience with sexual trauma and assault and kind of recuperating from that experience led me down a path where um, I got a, a depression diagnosis and a PTSD diagnosis and then it turned into bipolar one and anxiety and it got to the point where after about mm, three or four years I just I felt like the treatment plan that I had wasn't really helping me like it was taking care of the symptoms that I was experiencing mm -hmm. but it wasn't really addressing the root issue and so I decided after five years that I was going to stop uh, taking the medication and start using like holistic ways to deal with everything that was coming up um, and so from that five-year mark till now, that was five years ago, mm -hmm. um, Emanate Beauty was birthed. And so I teach the things that I had to learn for myself, like meditation and mindfulness and um, learning how to manage your energetic body through like the chakra system. Um, a lot of traditional Chinese medicine and indigenous medicine with mm -hmm. herbal remedies. And yeah, like you, I just didn't want people to feel like they 
there was only one way to deal with all of these symptoms. And so that's how I'm here. Yes. And I love how you said that because that has been a main focal point of mine as well. Like there's not just one way, you know, to heal and depending on who you are, it's going to look different anyway. So um, I just wanted to shed light on practical and holistic ways that you can incorporate, you know, coping mechanisms in your everyday life into being your best self. So, you know, that's so important. So I appreciate you, your business, your effort, and everything. I'm always, uh, for those that are watching, I'm pretty sure you guys here see me promote and share her information all the time. It's because I know that you are connecting and impacting the lives of others. So keep doing what you're doing. You too, sis. Look, we out here. We we going to do one way or another. Yes. Box coach, I can see people commenting. Yeah, for being here. Bye. Yeah, so but, um, before we get into the conversation, can we just talk about how we met? <laughs> yes. Um, a couple of years ago, it was at a networking event, I believe Pop Darby was having it. Yeah. And um, I was nervous. I went there by myself. <laughs> so I was nervous. I didn't know what to expect. But then I saw this amazing looking makeup was bomb and in my mind I was just like okay I can see somebody that I'm gonna possibly connect with and I can't remember who spoke first I think it was probably me but um we just instantly clicked right and we complimented each other on on our makeup and then the rest has been history we just been supporting each other ever since and then it's funny because when we met so like I, I was thinking about this in case it came up. So like I remember pulling up to the place and being real concerned. Love you, Pop, but I was real concerned because it yes. kind of like not an abandoned building, but it looked kind of warehouses. And I was like, let me let somebody know where I'm at just in case something goes left. So I was like, okay. Breathe, calm down. Like this is gonna be a good situation. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I finally had calmed myself down enough to get out of the car, and I was walking in. That's where we first crossed paths, and I was like, "Ooh, somebody else has makeup like me." Okay, okay. <laughs> a good space. So, like, we went through the entire event, and then at the end, you approached me, and then we started having that makeup conversation, and it was like, I see you out here, sis, because, like, you know, it can be kind of hit or miss when you go to certain events, and you don't know how that's going to be necessarily perceived or received, but like you said, from that point, we connected and have just been finding ways to show up for each other, which is one of the things that, like, I'm super grateful for you about because we know it can be kind of hard as an entrepreneur and as women to really find your your lane and to find your people without mm-hmm. getting discouraged so you be keeping me motivated because you always got a new product launching <laughs> you always giving resources like you really helped me come out of my own shell and saying like no we have vital information to share and we're going to do it Period. Yes, I'm glad. Well, thank you for saying that. <laughs> and you motivate me too. So we're going to share with you guys four ways that makeup can boost 
your mental health and she's going to be sharing from her perspective and I'm going to be sharing from mine. And as you know, one in five, one in every five adults, someone is suffering right now in silence due to a mental health um, challenge that they could be facing. So this is an opportunity for you to see real everyday working women that are out here grinding, building our empires. And we are showing you that, you know, we're here and we're showing up for ourselves each and every day. And we want to inspire you to do the same. And also we want to break down, you know, those barriers and those stigmas that are associated with mental health. I really believe that when you are aware of, you know, the challenges that you are facing emotionally, mentally, then you give yourself an opportunity to, you know, move forward in life and be ahead of what you need to work on. You know what I'm saying? Um, please, you know, I'm going to be sharing some resources and some information at the end where you can go and, you know, share and take in the information for yourself. But as far as what we're going to talk about now is our first way that makeup can boost your mental health. Yes. You can go first. You are the guest. So (laughs) thank you. So before we get into this, I did want to like preface it because I know I've gotten this feedback from people who are just being introduced to this type of approach, right? Mm-hmm. We're not saying that doing your makeup is going to fix your mental illness. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is that mental health and mental wellness is um, something that requires a lot of innovation and personalization. So what works for me may not work for you and vice versa. But with that being said, um, makeup as a a tool to support myself has been really um, significant. And my first reason was because it gives me the opportunity to like intentionally check in with myself and acknowledge like what I'm feeling. Because I think part of um, mental wellness is being self-aware. So like, how are you feeling? What's going on? What kind of support do you need for yourself in this day? And what I found was that because we have just our day-to-day hustle and bustle, we don't necessarily sit down and be like, yo, am I am I okay? Am I good? Do I need something? And so for me, I knew that every day I was getting up and I was going to dedicate at least 30 minutes to just sitting with myself. And that was kind of challenging, but once <laughs> I threw some makeup in there, it was like, oh, I got 30 minutes now. Let me yes. get this together, girl. How you feeling? Mm-hmm. And for that, it was like it made that personal check-in um, more manageable and less um, exhausting. Like, no, I want to do this. And mundane, in a sense, you know, because you know. Sorry. My whole thing of, um, and it's also, you know, it helps spices up the the process, I guess, in a sense, because I don't know about you, but when I'm doing my makeup, I got the music playing. Yeah. Have me a little glass of wine or something. Like it's a whole little party to my back. Yeah. So, um, it, it, it does. I, I can see how that 
is you know a, a check-in for you and i guess it is it is for me as well my first reason is um it's a conversation and connect connection piece with women yeah i stated earlier you know i was given the opportunity to be a mental i mean a mary Kay beauty consultant so that gave me access to a lot of women and you know um whenever i would meet these women i would have to have these something to break the ice you know to start the conversation and it just goes into you know us talking about makeup what favorite products do we like or what our looks is that happens in the consultation and then it goes into you know our personal matters and things of that nature so it is always a good conversation and connection connection piece for me even if i'm not in a space of just magnifying the beauty of another woman it could be at any type of event you know like girl i like your lashes what what kind of those you know so um that's a takeaway for me and how it boosts my mental health because it makes me feel like I'm not alone. Yeah. Understand me. They understand my excessiveness and makeup and things and all that. So it, it makes me feel good knowing that I can talk to people that understand and relate to how I feel about makeup. Yes. That was one of my reasons too. So like before Eminate Beauty was ever a thing, I worked for Mac. Mm-hmm. And that was a really challenging space to navigate. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that in our <sighs> toxic environment, work environment conversation mm-hmm. next month. But yes. um, one of the things that was really challenging was being in a space where you're so accessible. Like anybody can walk into the counter. Um, they want help. But they're also bringing a lot with them. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. They're bringing their insecurities, they're bringing their ego, they're bringing a lot. And so being mm-hmm. in that space for me was like, oh, <laughs> uh, okay, how do I, one, hold space for myself in this? How do I wear makeup that's affirming but um, also not like perpetuating like Eurocentric beauty standards? Mm-hmm. One. And then how do I also use my aesthetic to affirm and uplift other black women? Because, for example, with Mac, it's not super black affirming. No, it's it. it, Don't let the shade range fool you. It's it's a lot of foolery happening. So Mm -hmm. being able to connect with black women and saying like, okay, you want your skin to look flawless. I got you like we're not about to change your complexion, but we are about to amplify your natural beauty because you as you are are enough. And Mm -hmm. so makeup gave me that opportunity to learn um, how to navigate challenging encounters but also how to hold space for myself and for others through artistry so yeah that was critical because them three years i don't know how i (laughs) and that and i can understand that as well um just being a makeup artist period because at one point i had to learn how to just accept my own you know perception of what beauty is in my makeup because you know um for a long time people expect you know makeup to only be worn a certain kind of way and it's just like no 
and some are against, you know, um, collaborating or just being super tight with other makeup artists because it kind of takes away from them. And I don't, I don't view it like that because I view, I see it like we all view beauty differently and what you may have an eye for is totally different than what I may have an eye for. And I can always learn from you as well. You know what I'm saying? So that that's kind of another kind of challenge that we face in the beauty community Mm -hmm. and you know just being firm and confident in what you bring to the table is very important you like i don't have i know how to do dramatic styles but that's not like an, an everyday preference for me and a lot of the clients that i have they like their makeup to be what natural looking right mm-hmm. so yeah goes into the education <laughs> we have to educate our clients as well just yeah. They can get an understanding like, okay, well, you're saying you want a natural, but you're showing me a picture. <laughs> that is not, ma'am, that's full coverage foundation and a smoky eye. Are you sure? Let's talk right. about <laughs> Right. No, that's real. Mm-hmm. That's so real. Mm-hmm. So let's get into number two. What is your second, well, what has been a boosting piece for you? As okay. A, a second one. Um, another boost for me has just been that it allows me to connect with my creative and sensual self. So this is a lot of the work that I do in terms of like makeup and meditation, right? So we talk about our energetic bodies or the chakra systems and the sacral chakra particularly uh, kind of regulates our ability to connect with our creativity, with our passion with our sensuality and with our like intuitive knowing. So when you are expressing creativity, that is one way of connecting with your divinity, right? So side note, I see you got a uh, uh, sister Afua, sacred woman back there. Yeah, go, go ahead and pick that up so you can pick up what we putting down because yeah. um, makeup, Although, you know, it, it's it's makeup, the actual act of, of putting it on and finding colors and blending them together and using different techniques, that is a way of cultivating more creative energy. And when you do that, it helps you to, I guess, be more open to all of the possibilities. Like, I'm sure if you asked me and you, to create the same look, we would do the same look in completely different ways. You know what I'm saying? And being able to have that openness and awareness became very valuable to me. And so that's why like makeup helped to boost my mental wellness because I was able to see more than one solution to an outcome. Like, okay, I'm feeling real stuck. What is I'm gonna do? (laughs) <laughs> well, first I'm gonna sit in this mirror and get these brows together, honey, and then the rest is gonna come to me. But that was a really big one for me. Yeah, um, I, I like how you said that. It does put things into perspective, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. Like, there's so many different techniques, you know, that you can apply in order to create a look. Um, the second one for me would be a mood enhancer 
a physical mood enhancer because I believe that when I look good, I feel good and I perform good, you know. Mm -hmm. And it also makes me appreciate specific aspects of my beauty even more. Yes. Um, like for me, I didn't really understand how beautiful my eyes were. Like, <laughs> popping the shape of them and everything. And whenever I put on eyeliner, it makes it stand out even more. So I feel like even more confident when my eyes are like popping because I love the shape of them. Mm -hmm. So people will ask, what is your, you know, um, your greatest asset? Mm -hmm. Some people will probably expect me to say the typical, right? (laughs) See your butt. Or anything else, but it's like, no, it's either my smile or my eyes. Yes, come through, smiling eyes, yes. Oops, look, I'm over here getting crunk, my bad, but no, that's real. Yes. That's really real. And I think as makeup artists, and just as women in general that, like, love doing makeup, um, it gives you the time to really see that you know what i'm saying like you know that you love your eyes my smile for sure is like high on my list um but i also love the fact that like my skin is imperfect and it took me a really long time to get to that point because i'm talking about i had like real real intense cystic acne Mm -hmm. so like learning how to um, eat better, learning how to find the right products for myself, it really helped me to embrace like, yo, my needs are going to change, but like, I still love myself yeah. enough to figure out what it is that I need. So mm-hmm. like flaws and all, when when I have flare ups or, you know, I don't uh like to wear like full coverage foundation because I want you to see like I have moles all over my face I've got freckles Mm -hmm. and um they're on my face for a reason they're ancestral gifts so I'm gonna honor that yes yes and you do have some good skin girl I think and when you get fresh face (laughs) I be trying to drink water but this this Mountain Dew Baja Blast be calling me (laughs) gotta let it go (laughs) yes but it does make you pay attention to you know what you're putting in your body Mm -hmm. I've had moments along my journey where um, I've had breakouts and some people will only just limit to just your makeup and it's like no it's the it could be a number of things not just your makeup yes you need to know it could be your makeup if you're wearing old makeup like you need to know how long you need to keep certain products mm-hmm. that, that can trigger you know skin problems but it's also what you're eating what you're ingesting you know how well you're taking care of your yourself internally as well so that can have well and having to explain that to clients that do have problematic skin um it can be kind of challenging mm-hmm. yes side note because we're talking about like mental health and wellness so like okay my experience is with bipolar so like i have manic episodes i have depressed episodes and it just can kind of go up and down and so 
being able to know like, okay, I am feeling depressed right now. I'm in a depressed episode. What does my diet look like? What what does my makeup look like? Because they typically kind of coincide. Um, my my diet becomes more lightweight. I'm not eating a lot of heavy stuff. It needs to be super fresh, easily digestible. It needs to be energizing. And the same thing applies to my makeup. When I'm depressed, I'm not about to do a whole doggone face. I'm tired. I'm sad. But I might be able to give you a brow and a bold lip. Yeah. And and even in that, it's like, all right, sis, I see you showing up for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's major. Because sometimes with depression, you're so discouraged and exhausted that, like, trying to take on any task is overwhelming. But if I can say, you know what? We ain't even gonna worry about the full wham bam. We can you just put some lip gloss on, sis? Can you can you moisturize? Can you can you do that for me? And um, it's like okay. that one thing is like okay, I'm showing up. I'm showing up for myself. And if that's all I do today, guess what? I'm still yes. proud of myself for being able to do that. And that part is important, even if it's. As much as a must see, it's something. It's something, but it's, you know, you are. You're still showing up for yourself. It's still an act of compassion towards yourself. So yes. important. And, and I'm the same, you know, I can be the same. Like, if I'm really not feeling it, especially what I've gotten to a point to where, it, like, at work or something, I don't wear, like, a full face. It's just liner lashes and maybe a bold lip or something. Mm-hmm. And being okay with that, it goes back, going back to what we were saying earlier, like you don't have to have a certain type of look in order to be considered a makeup artist or to have your makeup done or snatched, like whatever is comfortable for you. So for those that are watching as well, um, don't be intimidated by thinking that you have to have a full face. Like even if it's just some mascara, if that's, you know, enough for you, then girl, be confident about your mascara. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> If it's just getting your brows done, because I do have some clients where they just, you know, they only just do their brows and stuff, then that's fine. You know, I don't know about you, but I I feel confident when my brows are done. I can't be having them look at any kind of way. (laughs) Let me tell you, brows are a ministry, baby, because I don't have nobody's brows, but I got (laughs) brow pencils and brow powder, honey, and we gonna make it work. (laughs) Number three. Okay. So um, this is a really big one for me. And this is the one that I think I want to be more vocal about. But makeup for me, it helps me to curate my own narrative. Mm -hmm. So um, something that I'm really big about is aesthetics. Like how you physically present yourself and how you define beauty for you. Because part of us being black women, I know that in this country, we have been told what beauty is. And a lot of it has been to the detriment of our own self image. So for me, makeup is empowering and supports my mental wellness because I am saying for myself, 
No, this is what is beautiful for me. And I'm not going to wear y'all's expectations. So an example would be um, for, I mean, even now, people are still kind of really passionate about like contouring, right? Yes. But for me, there are certain features I'm not going to contour. I'm not going to contour my nose because I'm not trying to have a slender Eurocentric nose. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lighten my complexion. I'm not changing that because my complexion is my complexion. I'm not going to um, wear. Oh, I used to get in trouble for this at Mac all the time. I'm not wearing uh, baby doll makeup so that I can be approachable because that was always the feedback. Mm-hmm. Oh, you kind of are intimidating. So, like at the time, you know, I was bald, which there that's a whole nother conversation but I was bald and I liked really bold brows and really bold lips and really bold eyes like there was no quote-unquote balance according to their aesthetic standard it was like no you can't do all of that because then people don't feel comfortable approaching you and I started to internalize that and it was like hold on how people respond to me is not my business If this is who I want to present myself as, I owe it to my own mental health to show up that way. Because what they did not know was that for me, makeup in some ways was war paint. Like I could show up warrior ready knowing that I knew how to advocate for myself and and not really tolerate a lot of nonsense. And for me, if that was a bitchy brow and a bold red lip, don't don't tell me that I need to be softer or more approachable. So being able to curate my own narrative and my own aesthetic and say like, no, I wanna show up like this because this is how I feel. And this is what makes me feel happy and um, connected to myself. Then that's what I'm gonna do. That is crazy that you say that because I've I've never I've never worked at Matt, but I've always heard from people that have worked at Matt, you know, how strict they can be. And I didn't know it was like that. <laughs> I mean it was bad. It had a counter full of black women. Now that part was beautiful because the entire counter was black women. I did hire other people eventually, but Mm-hmm. The team I inherited was all black. And to see all our beautiful hues of black and to see like, there are definitely some black girl aesthetics when it comes to makeup. So like, we like our brows a certain kind of way. It is what it is. You're not taking that from us, mind your business. But to see the the how they police black bodies in that space. Oh, it used to run me hot. And I was, you know, I'm a rebel. So, oh, you let me be the store manager? Guess what? I'm not about to sit here and make these girls wear soft makeup so Karen can feel comfortable. Girl, you want to wear black lipstick? Go ahead. We all wearing black lipstick today, okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -mm. I think that it would be a space where you could be creative and, and, and confident and, you know, trying new 
themes and new styles and new looks, but it's not. And that's so crazy. And I don't know. I don't think I would have been there that long if I would have been working there because I personally don't like to wear blush a lot, you know, because it irritates my cheeks. It doesn't matter what kind I've used, you know, sensitive, the mineral powder, whatever. It's still just I break out very easily when I wear blush on my cheeks. So I don't really wear that. And I would have it would have been very problematic for me to be seen as being insubordinate or you know um not soft enough because i chose not to wear blush right you know there's there's concerns there that doesn't take away from my knowledge about the product or anything and it doesn't take away from me being able to apply it on other people it's just a preference i just don't i just don't wear it facts on facts so I don't I don't see how they got all that together or correlated that with that. But that's neither here or there. You got your own practice now and you're thriving. <laughs> boop, boop. Emanate beauty, because we're gonna show up the way that we want to. Yes. So um my third way of boosting my mental health with with makeup is by being an active service. I it brings joy magnifying the beauty of another woman um i've had situations where the clients are emotional after they get their makeup done because that's like the only time that they really just pour into themselves or they never um have their makeup done so you know the act of getting it done by someone else emotional and they realize how freaking amazing and stunning they look after they have their makeup on. So I'm just like, and I always tell them like, you know, that's just magnifying what's already there. That, you know, that's what that is. It's not, it's not like it's not there. It's just, it just brought it, magnified. It just amplified it. Mm -hmm. um, all you girl, that's all you know. Not too much because you're going to mess it up now after we do it. But, but yeah. that's what things I love about how you do makeup and all of like the client work that I see you do is always really clean and they look like themselves and you know what I'm saying don't get me wrong I love a good transformative makeup too oh, yeah. however I think that part of our like ethical responsibility as artists is to be able to affirm people as they are uh -huh. so when you're saying like, okay, I'm going to enhance your eyes. I'm not changing the eye shape. I'm literally just putting products on it that draw light directly on it. So right. they pay a little bit more attention for a little bit longer. Or I'm going to put a different texture on the lip so that you can get that pop that you want. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to change what you look like. I'm celebrating everything that's on your face with every product. And you do such a phenomenal job with that. I'd be like, oh, yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. And I, I, I do take pride on that because going back to what you were saying earlier, you know, like, I don't want to make my skin look lighter. Like, why do I have to make my skin look so light in order to be accepted? Like... And I've had those times now when I didn't know any better. Girl, <laughs> look, <laughs> had to clean up my Facebook. I was like, oh, 
Oh, yes. Flashback. Everything. I was like, what was I thinking? But um, I, it was just a stage of growing. So I'm here now and I see widely known celebrity artists, you know, when you look at their applications, like Sam Fine, I love his work. Mm. Fine, he's worked with all of the major models and celebrities like Queen Latifah, Naomi Campbell. You know, he worked with all of them, and his work is just amazing. It looks very natural. It, it doesn't. It just looks like it's your skin. So I'm just like, I love that. You know, like why do I? I don't. I don't feel like when I put on makeup, it has to take away from who I, what I really look like. Like you said, I'm not looking for a drastic transformation. So um, I really do take pride in that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's recap because I think. I think I did give all mine because I piggybacked on one of yours. So that put me going ahead. <laughs> okay, so my four reasons were, one, it gives me the chance to like intentionally check in with myself and to acknowledge whatever it is that I'm feeling. Um, and that's helpful for mental health because a lot of times when we are depressed, it's literally because we're suppressing something. Mm-hmm. So... That's one. My second one was that it gives me the opportunity to connect with my creative and sensual self um, because they kind of go hand in hand. And I talked briefly about uh, the sacral chakra Mm -hmm. and how that we're creative beings. We're portals for divine channeling. And so when you use your creativity, you uh, cultivate that gift. Right. Mm hmm. Um, my third one was that it helps me to curate my own narrative. So I talked about aesthetics and saying like, this is what I say that beauty is. And my definition of beauty is not, you know, connected to Eurocentric standards that this country tries to perpetuate. I'm not with it. And then my last one was that, um, artistry helps me to connect with other people and how to learn how to navigate uh challenging connections Mm -hmm. so those were my four and i think well my my last one was creative outlet so we talk about that we did talk about all four of ours and you know our conversation um mine has been my first one was connection conversation peace with women mood enhancer active service and creative outlet it it comes in expression in many forms i've been um testing the waters with getting more creative whenever i'm asked to come for like fashion shows and things of that nature that gives me opportunity to like challenge my creativeness because you know like some of the looks can be so a little out there (laughs) right um, excessive and things of that nature. Um, SFX makeup is something that I also want to dibble and dabble in as well. Yes. That's pretty cool, you know, making your eye look like it's been cut or stabbed or something like that. And I was just thinking, like, what would it be like on the scene, you know, behind the scenes? So I know, like, that's where it all goes down. I've worked in theater before, so I know how it is behind the scenes. But 
it would be fun. And then even just behind the scenes on fashion shows, there's a lot of craziness going on back there. But it's fun to me. And um, just challenging myself. But all of these ways have helped me immensely in taking charge of my mental health and feeling good and making sure that I'm putting out what I want to receive. Mm-hmm. And um, again, this is a, you know an opportunity for me to share with those who are wondering and and trying to understand. Because I'm like, I've had people ask like, what? How how does makeup and mental health go together? We just shared that with you. <laughs> it go it goes together. It goes together. And I just want to say that I'm proud of both of us for standing firm in our journeys because I know that you have had, you know, situations just as much as I have where people have tried to, you know, talk down on your efforts and your abilities and your desires with this. I've been told, oh, makeup's not a real job. You can't you can't do anything with that. You're not going to get anywhere with that. You're not going to be able to pay and take care of your family like you're a mom that's not what moms do right (laughs) houseway i never believed that lie i'm just thankful that i did it i'm thankful that you know i decided to continue moving forward despite the odds being against me right it's i'm i'm proud of us both because and i hate i hate that the the circumstances have been what they are but now companies are are really trying to find ways to engage black creatives and it's like y'all real late to the party we've been doing this i'm glad that we both you know made businesses of this so that black people know where to get that that support where to get that love where to get that education where we're saying like yeah, this can be a purely aesthetic thing for you, but it can also be a very spiritual thing for you. It's, it's I think that's the gift of, of being black. You know what I'm saying? Like we put spirit in everything. Everything. And just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Straight up. So uh, to be able to, you know, cultivate just really affirming spaces through artistry and still have these important conversations because sis it don't matter if our faces are beat if we are not addressing what's really going on inside and so to be able to be transparent and say like you've dealt with postpartum depression you've dealt with suicidal ideation i've dealt with bipolar and post-traumatic stress disorder and you know despite the darkest of our days or the most challenging of our times we've still found ways to share artistry and affirmation and that to me is like that's life (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and i believe that it's only gonna get grander from here you know i'm starting to see where more people in the beauty community are associating beauty with mental health and um you know they're putting it in the full in the forefront of their businesses so um and i think we had this conversation before you know like it's not a lot of people doing what we're doing (laughs) you know how we're combining makeup and mental health and things of that nature Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that 
you know, become more and more. So, yes. Two years ago, we wasn't seeing this. And I was like, I just don't understand how this right. is a thing. But right. everything in divine timing, and I think for myself, just seeing like spirit works and spirit's time. So two years ago, for me, I know like my hashtags are makeup and meditation and makeup is my ritual. That's what I tag all of my stuff as. Mm-hmm. So two years ago, had that taken off, I don't think that I would have been prepared the way that I needed to be. Cause like one thing that I learned from you is, okay, yeah, you can know this, but where are the resources? Right. We just gave all this information, but where can people go for themselves? Right. So I had to build a website. I had to learn how to manage that website. I had to learn Ooh. how to connect to other people yeah. and say like, hey, I would like to add you as a resource in my network so that after I've done my part with my clients, when they need a licensed therapist who looks like them, where do I send them to? Well, two years ago, that website didn't exist. Now it does. There's a whole platform. You're one of the Emanate Beauties in business because you on it with the resources um <laughs> shout out to mona lisa bryant she's a black therapist victoria leffridge another black therapist um who else do i have there's it's like 12 or 13 women and i'm still looking to add more because the resources are really what's going to help us continue to move forward yeah and just saying to myself like I'm more than a makeup artist I'm more than just a makeup artist like I have impact too because I'm a makeup artist so I'm going to make sure that my impact you know is loud and it's heard so yes having though that information instead of just talking about a girl look go on to my website I have people ask me questions all the time and I honestly I can't answer that for you you know so but I can direct you to where you can get some information and you can come up with your own you know, perception and your own understanding because it may be for me, may not be what it needs to be. So yes, it is important for me to talk about things like this. Yeah. And it is important for people to know where to go because I feel like with when it comes to mental health, you know, it's a situation where we don't know where to go to get information or who to turn to. And also being, lifting our voices and saying that you don't have to deal with whatever type of therapist you know, our counselor is thrown at you. You can be just as picky with them as you are with your selfies, your men, your boyfriends, your underwear, whatever. I mean, because patient matters. You know, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm pouring myself out and sharing my vulnerability with someone who doesn't fully understand that. And I have put a post up the other day and it said something like, I need a black therapist because when I say I'm in my bag, I shouldn't have to explain that. Facts. <laughs> I sent that to my therapist, actually. It sure did. I was like, thank you for being you, Dr. D, because it's horrible. But th- that brings me to the point of, like, decolonizing therapy, right? So, like, one, when I talk about mental health, one of the things that I really want people to understand is that, like, even therapy, to a certain degree, centers whiteness and Eurocentric principles. Like, a lot of things that are diagnosed, such as, like, rage or mm-hmm. anger, um, are in part to maintain 
status quo, right? Mm-hmm. So like I need a therapist who knows that my rage is valid and it doesn't require a diagnosis. Let's put that to the side and let's get to the root of like, okay, you've got rage. Some of this is your actual rage. Some of this is ancestral inherited rage. Some of this is environmental. And now that we have the awareness of all of these things, how are you going to support yourself in your well-being? My first therapist, and and she was black now, but she was she was aligned with the institution of psychology mm-hmm. that, like I said, centers old white men. So there was only but so far that we could go together in our work. And when I finally found Dr. Vicky Agunlade in Atlanta, Georgia, golly, woo, she blew the roof off that thing. And I said, oh, all therapists don't. Okay, that's good to know. And that's something that we, it's important for us to share. Like, you need people that are real, your identities. Because mm-hmm. if not, you're going to be real frustrated. Or you're either going to be real medicated. <laughs> That part is so important. What you just said, like, you don't even know. Like, I'm just sitting here like, oh, my gosh, because it's a lot of us. We don't even we don't even understand what ancestral trauma is. We don't know. We haven't tapped that far into ourselves, into our history, into our understanding. Like, Mm -hmm. so another reason, like you said, to have these conversations in these spaces where people can talk and ask questions and understand more. Like, I'm not here to judge you. I'm also, like she said earlier, with the disclaimer, you know, um, I'm not a therapist myself. I'm not out here claiming myself to be a counselor or anything like that. This platform gives me an opportunity to collaborate with those individuals so that you can come and ask your questions and get insights and, you know, have an awareness for yourself so that you know how to move forward and I think that that's also so important as well yes this makes me think I think the next conversation after we do the toxic uh, work environment is like four questions you should ask your therapist oh yeah you know what I'm saying because there's <laughs> there are so many different types of therapy um like the kind that I really like is DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. um, because it helps you to understand how your thoughts are shaping your experience, but also what has shaped your thoughts to get you to that point. Mm-hmm. So it, it really helps you learn mindfulness so that you can then say for yourself when you're having you know, intrusive thoughts, for example, or rushing thoughts. It's like, oh, okay. I'm observing that my thoughts are rushing. What are these thoughts about? Mm -hmm. Can I breathe? Can I ground myself to slow them down? And then what do I need to do to support myself? Because the rushing thoughts might not stop right then. Right. But there are things that I can do. Um, 
to safely navigate that space instead of, like you said, being hopped up on 511,000 pills. Yeah. Because I know that life too, and it wasn't for me. Yeah. And I'm just so thankful for your, your mindset. It's like some people are not able to even bounce back from some of the stuff that you've been through, you know, the therapy and being on medication. So, you know, that is so grateful to witness, you know. Yeah also shows you how powerful your mind is facts this is why we got to keep it in shape <laughs> you gotta keep it in shape and i believe that evolution is infinite you know you should always be growing always learning and understanding yourself i don't ever want to be in a position where i i need someone to tell me about me you know like <laughs> ever gonna be able to tell me about me because i know me you know what I'm saying? And it's just so important. The relationship that you have with yourself is the relationship that's going to, you know, determine the type of relationship that you have with others. And it's so important. So this is why I have merchandise that says self-care is a new relationship goals. Because I, I definitely believe that after this whole pandemic and everything, people are have you had no choice. You had to go within. You had to, you know, stop, take a break, go to roses. You had to reconsider some things. You had to reconsider some, um, some <laughs> things. So, I mean, more than ever, people are really just, you know, waking waking up to themselves, what it is that they really want. Yeah. Eat. What is really, what, what is it that you really want? What is it that you really need in order to be stable? I mean, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, for me, this has been like an eye opener, this moment, you know, this quarantine time, this pandemic, and it has been for so many people. And I believe that we are in the stage of, you know, the great awakening, as they say, right? So this is an opportunity, you know, to just move forward. Mm-hmm. But I love what you said when you're, when you said, you know, people are realizing like what you need and what you want. And like, I had this thought yesterday where it was like transitioning from corporate. Cause I'm coming up on my year of having left corporate. So like, girl, thank you. But thinking about like, I remember the biggest part was how am I going to leave this money? If you would have told me a year ago that I would be living on a seventh of my salary, mm. like a seventh, bruh, like how, Sway, how? <laughs> but when I really was thinking about it, I was like, bruh, on some real shit, like all the things that I had to spend money on then were because I was not happy in that space. Mm. So I had to go to acupuncture every week. I had to, you know, buy certain things to like keep my energy high. I had to take on all these costs. And like when I left, I wasn't as stressed. So I didn't have to incur all these fees to maintain my well-being. Like now buy me a little succulent plant, maybe a nice bottle of wine every now and again. And I'm cool. 
Yes. I don't mean to cut you off, sis, but it's telling me I only have like 20 seconds left. Okay. So I really enjoyed the conversation. Please let them know how they can get in contact with you or connect with you. Emanate Beauty, the letter M, the letter N, the number eight beauty on Instagram. And my link tree will take you to all my other places. (laughs) All right, you guys. Peace and blessings. Stay persuaded. Until next time, I'm rooting for you. (laughs) 